Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Manchester Football Social. Good evening, Manchester. Welcome to the Football Social. I'm Ant. Uh, this is Alex. Hello, I support United. You support City. Yes. What's been happening this weekend in football? Goalless draw at Old Trafford. United, Liverpool. Liverpool top of the league by one point. Arsenal 1-2-0, which means they're up to fourth. City and Chelsea are currently... 70 minutes in in the Carabao Cup final and it is goalless. Yeah, very close effort there with a free kick for De Bruyne. A little bit nervous. This is really weird for me doing the show when we're in a final and everybody else is at Wembley. We'll be mm. catching up with Natalie Pike later from the Manchester City Football Social. But I, I don't know how to react. And also I thought, well, I'll have a screen on so I can watch it in the studio. But then you've seen me win City score. That can't be... We'll get taken off the air if I react like that. Well, I think you'll be all right today. I think Chelsea are going to win this. Oh, Fingers we'll crossed. Right. So Fingers go- crossed. Uh, we've got to say well done, by the way, to uh, the ladies team, Manchester City ladies winning the uh, FA League Cup yesterday. Yeah, uh, congratulations. So, that's good. so, yeah, so all in all, good weekend so far. We'll see how it's going. But I have to say, I reckon that game today for United, that is the best performance under Solskjaer since he came in. Because you look at what happened. Team at the top of the league, which are flying, they've had a big rest. They've been ready to go for this. Uh, they've not had as many games in between. Uh, they, they didn't really put all the effort in in midweek with Liverpool, so they were firing for this. This is the game that's going to give them clearance at the top. United are starting to feel the injuries and the pressure. Mm. I And then three substitutes in the first half. Yeah, and playing with Rashford injured for most of the game as well, it seemed. Um, I wonder if it is. I wonder if it's not uh, three. I think we could have won that. It feels like it's two points dropped. Yeah, what do you reckon, Ben? Do you think you should have won that? Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think we had the better chances in the game, to be honest. Uh, I think Liverpool's front three were a bit weak today, but I think that's where they struggle, Liverpool, when their front three don't turn up. Well, Luke Shaw got man of the match, and I thought he was absolutely brilliant against Salah, and Salah even got taken off. Yeah, he just got, he just got shut down. I think that's... They, when their front three are shut down, they really struggle to score. So, like, they, I think their midfielders are a bit more responsible for today, to be honest. But as a United fan, I thought we played... No, amazing, like you just said then, saying that we had three substitutes off, Herrera went off. Like he's on my side, made man at the minute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a decent performance for United, to be honest. Um, and a bit under par for Liverpool, so they matched up pretty well. Yeah. And what did you make of McTominay? Because obviously Matic has been fantastic under Solskjaer, and he's very experienced. McTominay, not very experienced. Do you think he coped well? Uh, to be honest, when I saw his name on the team sheet, I was absolutely gutted at first. <laughs> Who would you have uh, wanted to Matic. see instead? I, would, I, would, I know Matic is injured, but I think yeah, I think McTominay is the. Everyone says Fred, but he's not really turned up since he's been at Old Trafford either. So, like, yeah, I think McTominay really, he really like, well, he played very well today. To be honest, and so did Pereira when he came on. Yeah, I'm not his biggest fan either, but I think um, as a squad, they all played very well. There were no. Um, let down so even Sanchez Lukaku 
Sanchez hasn't been very good since he like, came to Old Trafford at all, but I think he played really well again today. Yeah, and at one stage, even with all the substitutes, I was starting to think they're not even going to bring him on because it was he brought everybody <laughs> else on and it was like, mm. all right, you may as well have a game then. But uh, tell me this. So I, I find it really interesting that Shaw's got the man of them and he, d- and he did play brilliantly. But again, that's another example of somebody who was really maligned under Mourinho. And yep, last in, season, last to be fair, yeah, not yeah, this. But he's pulling it out of the bag. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, he's, he's a top quality player. He's always been a top quality player, even when he was at Southampton. He's just... I think that a change of manager can make a massive difference to a club. Like, you see... Um, if, you, if a player plays how they want to play, they'll play better. Yeah. But the perfect example, like, yeah, Luke Shaw, he shut down Salah, arguably one of the best players in the league at the minute, so... I think, yeah, and there's plenty of other left-backs who haven't done that, who uh, people would say are better than Shaw, so he did. I don't see why not. Just stay there for a second, Ben. We've got Rob on the other line. Rob, you're a Liverpool fan, that right? Yeah. And what do you... do? You, is that the title over? Is it gone today? Do you think you're not going to win it now? No, what a point clear. Top of the league, why wouldn't we win it? <laughs> yeah. Very, but what about Salah, then? He didn't turn up today, you've got to admit that. Do you think... Uh, do you think yeah. anyone in the front three played well? I think I, I thought Salah done all right until Firmino. Well, I think the whole front three done okay until Firmino went off, and then once he rolled his ankle, Liverpool seemed to stop. Sturridge isn't good enough. He's proved it all season. He's not good enough for anyone chasing the title. And I think once we replaced Firmino with Sturridge, we just looked we, we looked lost up front. We didn't know where to create from. Isn't that a game though that you going in on paper? You see that United side. If you were to have taken that a week or two and said. You'll be playing for United. If you win this, you'll go three points clear of the league. This is the United team that will finish the game. You must have, you must be disappointed. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, I'm disappointed. I think I've got to be honest. I watching the game, even watching the game, not not even before the game, but watching the game today. I thought United were there for the taking. I thought Small played well. Luke Shaw obviously played really well. But I, I, I honestly think United were there for the taking. But Liverpool and they were the same midweek against Bayern. I think we were too concerned with not losing than we were with going and winning it. I, I, I didn't think we, we, I didn't think we went and chased the games. Instead, we, we were we were too concerned with like don't lose and then we'll see what happens. And I think that's what cost that's what cost us the win. Because I think if we'd have attacked you, I don't think you'd have, you'd have had much to stand on. But once Firmino went off, I think our game plan changed. And I think we got nervous. I don't know, nervous or worried, but I just think we should have, we should have attacked more, really, and not the way we did. Ben, it sounds like he's saying that uh, it was all down to them just not being on form. Do you, what, do you think it was more to do with you playing really well? Yeah, well, we were more organised at the back. I'd say I, I, Liverpool definitely attacked, but we just had better organisation at the back. I think what it is with Liverpool is... We have people like Lukaku and Sanchez to bring on, whereas like Liverpool's top eleven is, a, is amazing. They've got an amazing squad, but who do they bring on when like Zeko and Firmino goes out? Who comes on then? When Salah goes yeah. off, who comes on then? They've not got like a, a backup to any of the players. So, to be so, fair, United today, like it was getting to the point where like you're going to have to start pulling people out of the crowd. I was hoping Carrick had got his boots. I'd have put Carrick on. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I... You say that, then you brought on Lingard, he's a first-teamer. I know he went back off. You brought on Sanchez, who you paid that much for. I think he's right. I think what he's, what, what, with Liverpool, our first 11 can beat anyone. But once somebody, once we lose that first, that plan A, we struggle. Shaqiri's very good, but he has, to, he has to come into a system. And he, if he comes into a system that doesn't suit him, he struggles then. And I think that's why he was looking to... I think that's why Klopp was looking to bring him on early doors. I think that's why he brought on Sturridge. And he, because he thought, well, we'll stick to this way. We'll stick to the game plan we had and go for it but storage just isn't like for like replacement for me now no when, yeah, you, when yeah. you see who they brought on sorry Ben when you see who Liverpool right. brought on Origi and Sturridge that that doesn't reek of a sort of title winning side does it normally you'd expect well if you compare them to City at the minute who would in that same situation they've got Jesus they've got Mares, um they've possibly got Sané to bring on yeah I, just, I don't know, I just, it just felt like they were a little... Liverpool would... I thought if Liverpool had one extra star on the bench, that that game was there. If they had a player who could have turned that game, and they just didn't have it on the bench, they just don't have the depth. Yeah, yeah game I don't think... So, uh, Go on, Ben. So, like, yes, yeah, so Sterling or Sane for City. Like, Sane and City, Sterling don't always start, but they can bring them off the bench and they can both, they're both impact players, whereas, like, Liverpool don't have an impact player, I don't think, on the bench. 
And I'm not saying United do necessarily, but like I think Liverpool, if they're going to go for the title properly, they need to have a plan B, which they don't have at the minute. What do you say to that, Rob? I agree. Yeah, I think I think the difference is I think we've got 13, 13 good players. Like 13 players who you'd say could win the league and I'd say that's the first 11 today and then obviously that's different with Milner playing right back but impact Naby Keita is a good player come on and Shaqiri is a good player to come on but both of them need to come on to a system that suits them they can't, they can't come on to a game plan that doesn't suit, doesn't suit the way they play and unfortunately Liverpool's game plan from today was to hassle United hassle back four and to break quickly and that doesn't suit Shaqiri doesn't suit Shaqiri and it doesn't suit Kinabi Kaita. So when we when when we've got that, we haven't got a like for like replacement. When Salem's out for City, they bring on Sane. He's a like for like replacement. He's fast. He's a winger. He'll get at you. Liverpool haven't got a like for like replacement for any of their players. They've got good squad players, but they haven't got a like for like replacement. That's, that's where we lack. We lack that if we, if we lose someone, we have to completely change our whole system to try and to try and suit the players we've got. We can't bring someone out and go right. Well, we'll carry on playing the same way. Because we'll just we'll just add another player in where City has, and if we don't win the league this year, it'll be, we, we'll have lost it on squad depth. But I still think we've got a good chance. I think what what helps us now is playing midweek. Because if, if we play midweek, we go four points clear. I think the mind game starts then. And it's harder to chase something than it is to maintain it. And I think it'll be it's harder for City to go. All oh, right, the four points clear now. We've got to catch them again than it is for them to go. Right, we're only we're, 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 we can we can stay ahead now. It's I think it's I think it's harder to chase someone that is to stay ahead. Could be. You're, I've just looked at the Liverpool fixtures coming up. These are the next three games for Liverpool in the league before the Bayern away game. You've got Watford at home, then you've yeah. got, which is more than winnable. Yeah. You've got Everton away, yeah. which, I mean, every Evertonian's heart will say will cost them the league, but, I mean, realistically, Everton have been awful this season. But then he's... Possibly your biggest banana skin of the next six or seven games. You've got Burnley at home, who've been <laughs> fantastic lately. They're in amazing well, we've got, form. We've got three relegation sides, and haven't we? Three, three sides that fight about well, fighting relegation a month ago. So I don't think we've got anything to worry about. Well, the thing is, obviously, they almost gave Oli his first defeat. What was the game plan there? What? What? Why did Burnley do so well against United, Ben? Because they want to they turn up, they want to play. Like, and you say that they're a relegation side, but they beat Tottenham at the weekend. So, like, I was joking. To be yeah, no. <laughs> they are flying though. They are absolutely no, flying, no, and they've no, got no, a great I defense. Think, I think the thing with Burnley and when someone's fighting for relegation, it's, it's so much to fight for. When you've got so much to fight for, you're fighting for the league, and they've got to fight to stay in the Premier League. It's just as bigger. So, right, two, two quick predictions before you go. Firstly, Ben, United have dropped out of the top four. They're now in fifth. Arsenal, we've still got to play them. Are United going to get top four or not? 100%, yes. Yeah. Blind faith. Good. <laughs> I don't know if he's yeah. that right with the form Solskjaer's been in. Rob, yeah. hand on your heart yeah. now. You're one point clear of City. You don't play City yeah. again. Um, yeah. Are you going to win the league or not? There's 11 games to go. Yeah. Do you think you're going to win it? I honestly think we're going to win it, yeah. I think City are fighting on four fronts and I think it's going to end up costing them. And I think, I, I think they'll drop points again. I don't, I'm not sure we will. All right, well, there you heard it there first. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Ben. Have a good day. Right, Thanks, Bye. lads. Thanks. And if you want to get involved like they have done tonight as well, the numbers are 0345 one seventy six one five on the phone, or 87711 is the text number. You can also find us on Twitter at MCR Footy Social. Oh, I'm not sure that uh, Rob, the Liverpool fan, sounded as positive because because Ben was like, yeah, 100% we'll get fourth. And then when you said, are Liverpool going to win? He just went, yep. Yeah, well, <laughs> just a bit stressed. Do you know what I wonder? Because City are the bookies' favourites now. Liverpool still though, it's it's theirs to lose. Yeah, that's why. And I would always, if you were to be in either of those positions, you would always want to be in Liverpool's position. You'd always want to go. City cannot affect us if we win all our games. So that, and I think psychologically, that's that's a a good thing for Liverpool, a good place for them to be in. I think the thing that we're seeing is is that you can't really predict anything this season because it was only like a last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, everybody was saying, "Well, Spurs are real title contenders now," yeah. and then they could have been like within touching distance, 
and then they lost against Burnley yesterday. And it's so, so Tottenham that though, isn't yeah, it? It's always Tottenham. No, but the thing is, I thought they'll be all right because it's usually another month to six weeks before yeah, Tottenham yeah. start to do that. So looking at City's fixtures, all right, okay. Um, it's the last four. So the next three Liverpool fixtures, we know Liverpool play Burnley in the third game, and Burnley are a decent, decent side. City's last four fixtures, you've got the away game, which is now on a Wednesday at United. Now that takes on so much more pressure now. It, for both teams. Well, it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because I, I think there's still three games to go. It's not like it's the last game of the season or the second to last game. And they'll be so tight yeah. that it's, it won't be an absolute decider as we feared it could be or hoped it could be, depending. Um, City's next game after that is Burnley away. City's last two games of the season, Leicester at home, Brighton away. Both more than winnable. You yeah, know, you're but, expecting but the, yeah. cricket scores. Uh, the, the, almost. The, there are no bankers at this point. There is in, in, at this point, I would say, considering what we've with the Brighton game scares me actually the most out of all those. Considering what we've had this season mm. with the Crystal Palace, and we've already lost against Leicester as well. well. What you said, what you said before about Palace last week, you were really frightened of Palace. Six games to the end of the season, you play Palace away. You've got Tottenham at home. You've got United on the Wednesday. You've got Burnley on the weekend. That's a big period. For City. But they I don't just, think it's a foregone conclusion. No, I think no, City I, I fans thinking, oh yeah, we've got this. I don't think it's a big uh, foregone conclusion either. But the thing is, we've had lots of... It is a big week, it is a big period. But you know what? This last two weeks have been. This last month has been. You know, that month in December was a really big period. In fact, it's all been mm. really... And, and that's the level that you're operating at. If you're going to go out there and you're going to be winning things and competing for things... Every game, every couple of games, every round is going to be a big week. There's all that pressure on you. And I was looking and thinking, oh, we're going to struggle to get results in all of these. And obviously we had decisions go against us against uh, Schalke and Gelsenkirchen. Gelsenkirchen. Gelsenkirchen this week. Uh, that's the great thing about football, isn't it? It opens you up to new words and places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the fact that we came back from that was brilliant. You know, we, we yeah, looked like you. we got, for you, with a lucky big long kick from a goalie and then just a speedy... That was like tactics when you're yeah. a 10-year-old, hey, that. Do you know just that? kick it to the fast player and then he gets an assist. Come on, you're but, having a well, laugh. Edison now laugh. has two assists this season, which is twice the number that Jorginho has. Yeah, more than Cater. Now, going back to United, um, obviously, because that was the big game of the day, even though City are in the League Cup final, the big game of the day, United-Liverpool... The difference between when we started the show, which was 11 weeks ago, so I yeah. think the 10th week, our second show, yeah. was that Liverpool game, and it was that, that horrible feeling, the players didn't turn up, the tactics were ridiculous. I mean, I think you could criticise Solskjaer today if you want to say, maybe you shouldn't have played Lingard, maybe you should have tried a different formation from the off. I think what the cards he was dealt at the beginning of the game, I think he played them very well. Mm -hmm. And then as everything started to go wrong, he dealt with it. He adjusted where people were playing. He put Lukaku wide when you couldn't have Rashford out wide, which, you know, totally messes up the um, speed of the team and, and the energy. Matter goes off, so you've got your best ball player. But the, person the, but the, the criticism of Solskjaer has been, yes, he's a great legend at the club yes he, he, he everybody likes him everybody loves him it makes people feel relaxed he's bringing out the best of him but he's being questioned about his tactical ability and there was a lot of criticism about him bringing on Lingard too soon because he, he was going to be out for how many weeks was that yeah injury? three weeks supposedly right. and he's had 10 days off yeah but he's got a full medical team behind him and he's he'll go off what Lingard's told him. Lingard would have gone, yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Lingard's a 20, what is he now, 25? He's not an 18-year-old. He, he's like, I'm desperate to play in the game. I think I'm fine. He had that the challenge with Alisson and he kind of pulled up after it because he was like stretching to try and stop and turn the ball. So that could have happened anyway, whether he'd have been injured or not. So I think he's more than answered tactically. The way we played... Chelsea away, which for me is the best performance of the season, better than this Liverpool one. The way he coped with all those problems today, and he got performances out of Scott McTominay and performance out of Pereira against a Liverpool side that are top of the league and everyone was touting two months ago as champions. And we they destroyed us at Anfield and suddenly um, we got a nil-nil, which does feel a bit like a victory. So I, I don't see how after that the Anybody else could possibly... There will be a riot if Solskjaer does not get that job. Unless the only way that fans will be okay with it 
is if Solskjaer gets the assistant manager job and Fergie says, I'm coming back. That's the only way that it won't absolutely kick off. Um, you know what I've just realised? I'd give out the wrong phone number. That, that's because Jim, the work experience kid here, has put the wrong phone number down on the little crib sheet. It's 0345 treble one seventy six twenty five. As I said it, I was like, because he, he said there was another number he put oh, in there. Yeah. And I thought, I was saying that, and I thought, that does not sound right. So apologies if you've been trying to call that and you've been getting, I don't know, like Waitrose delivery service. Yeah, or something. Pol- oh, imagine if it's some poor woman on the other end of the phone and like, there's an irate scousers on going like that. We should have won that game, what are you on about? <laughs> Or, the, or you could text eight double seven double one, or even tweet us at MCR Footy Social. Um, it looks like our plan for the show has all gone wrong, potentially, because they're into injury time. It's still nil-nil in, in Wembley with the Carabao Cup. So unless something happens in this little break that we're going to take, it's going to be going to extra time and who knows what. But uh, we're going to catch up with one of our very own. Natalie Pike is at Wembley watching the game and hopefully we'll be able to get her on the phone and find out what it's like at Wembley today. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Hello and welcome to the voice of the fans. I'm Ant McGinley, City fan. He's Alex Boardman, United fan. And these are your headlines. Liverpool United drew today at Old Trafford. Liverpool go back to top of the league by one point. City Chelsea uh, in the Carabao Cup final is currently nil-nil going into extra time. Yeah, and let's go live now to Wembley where we'll find our very own Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Because they are blasting out the music inside the stadium. Oh wow! So tell me, is it extra time now? Yeah, so it's extra time. We can see all the players that are on the pitch, um, and I guess they're all having a bit of a huddle, a bit of a chat. To be honest with you, I think not a single person in this stadium wanted to go to extra time because it has been 90 minutes of pretty dull football. Oh wow! And we just saw Fernandinho's gone off. Do we know what's wrong? No, no, he's, he, um, yeah, no, he, he looks injured. And sadly, we've already made all our three substitutions, so it looks like we're going to be playing extra time with ten men. Wow, wow. Oh, now, hold on, I can see him. Hold on, he's on the pitch. He is. Now, he is on the pitch, but he's wearing his big padded jacket. So I would say he's not coming back on, but he's, not, he's still there, so it, it must have been massively serious. What's, wow. your, what's your gut feeling? You've been to Wembley before. You've seen us go to finals. You've seen us win tough games. What's your gut feeling right now, Nat? Oh, mate, honestly, it's not great at the minute. Um, they were really on top of us there for the last 20 minutes or so, and we ended up probably being slightly... Well, you know what? I was going to say slightly lucky, but not really, because they haven't had any clear-cut chances, but they were just more on top of us in the last 20 minutes. So I think we really... To have a chance now, they need to have a good talk to them now, and we need to come out for, for extra time with a bang. Otherwise, there's a good chance they're just going to score in, in, in the first couple of minutes. Hiya, Natalie. What's, um, what's the mood like after the news of the Liverpool United result filtered through? Because obviously Liverpool are now a point clear. Um, are people, are you worried that, you know, the league's not in your own hands now? Is everybody still very confident you're going to do the league? Yeah, I think most people thought that was an all right result. We probably thought, oh, we'll take that. It was actually on on the screens inside Wembley. So everybody was kind of on the concourse trying, trying to get a view of a screen. I think we also kind of think, oh, tough United, couldn't even do us a favour, couldn't even beat them, could you? It's like, on this great run of form you're on and you couldn't even beat them for us. So, typical United. <laughs> well, I was going to give you some good news, which I don't want to give you, but I will still give it you anyway. Carabao Cup rules stipulate that you can make a fourth substitution in extra time. Hurrah! So, Yay! you won't be playing with ten men, yeah. So, that's uh, that, on with the Carabao Cup. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, and there's somebody on the sideline who looks like he's going to be brought on. Yes, you're right. Well done. <laughs> Exclusive here on the, the Manchester Football Social. Natalie, we'll let you get back to the game. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's about to kick off. Thank you. Bye. Enjoy Bye. your day. Bye. Bye.
Uh, you can hear more of Natalie in the Manchester City Football Social. Uh, you can download that in the podcast. And also as well, when you go to check out the podcast from where you get your podcast, the Manchester Football Social, which is this show, if you go back far enough to when we started, which was uh, beginning of December. About 11 uh, weeks now, now, ago, So probably yeah. about the 15th, 16th of December, we did the show then. That was the show where we'd just been to watch uh, United play at Liverpool and you were miserable as sin. And yeah. I think if nothing tells the world the difference that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made to Man United than anything else, it's your change in mood and general demeanour and happiness since he came in. Well, do you know what? this? Because I've, I've got a gig tonight. Um, the Frog and Bucket's 25 years old, so I'm hosting this show. There's some big celebrity names on. It's going to be a massive show. And I woke up early this morning, the pit of my stomach, and I was like, oh, I'm so... And I'm absolutely fine now. It wasn't the big gig I've got to do. It was the fact United were playing Liverpool. And I used to wake up under Mourinho when we played away at City, when we played... <laughs> Sorry, it, just, just that You used to wake up under Mourinho. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's where the other four million went of his 19. Hush money. But it was... I used to wake up feeling like, oh, I just don't fancy this and we're going to get battered today and we're not going to show up. And this morning I woke up thinking we, we're going to, I thought we'd do it actually until the team was announced and then I was like, maybe a draw is a good result. But the the difference in Solskjaer, the, it's just the attitude throughout the, the club, the fans, it was a fantastic atmosphere today. Every, just everything is so different. So, it, so it's now looking like it's not even an, an argument. And it's possible as well that United could even pip Spurs to the, the fourth place. Because Spurs... To third, even. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. So, so then I don't think there's any way United fans would accept getting rid of Solskjaer for a man who hasn't won anything at Spurs and has finished lower than Solskjaer. No, no. And did you see a match of the day or any of the, the coverage of Pochettino at the end of the match? Yeah, because he was fuming. He went onto the pitch. He had a word with the referee. He was happy yeah. about the corner that led to the Burnley goal. And that's something that we've not ever seen of him because he's got this demeanour of being like quite calm and quite classy. And he was livid. I mean, it was obviously, it was Mike Dean. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he said to him, that's everyone... The, in the, that, that's the only way Mike Dean understands anything. Is if yeah. you talk to him like that, you're not going to get that. But I tell you what, the comparison is, is Pep Guardiola this week in Gelsenkirchen... Gelsenkirchen. Gelsenkirchen. You know what Kirchen means church in German? Right. So it just means the church of Gelsen. I think that's what that means. Okay. Gels I should be able to say it better. So Gelsenkirchen, uh, obviously City were down to 10 men... Uh, after 68 minutes, uh, two dubious penalties, 2-1 down after taking the lead. We come back and we win it. Now, obviously, we've won the game, so that's going to have an effect. But in the pressers afterwards, they said to Pep, how did he feel about those decisions? Because the first penalty, definitely, which was the one that just glanced off uh, Otamendi's arm, went to VAR, they took ages to go in over it, they gave the penalty. There was, there was a couple of other dodgy decisions. And... Guardiola said, "No, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of VAR. We should have it. Yeah, I think and, we should have it. And uh, but he was very he was very calm with that, and that's the difference. And maybe it's just I because they won. But this is your selective city memory because I can remember him going absolutely spare on the sidelines earlier games this season. Um, he was not happy against Leicester Palace. Newcastle was the other one. He's last season he's going up to opposition players and telling them how they should play and marching on the pitch and grabbing hold of them and shaking them. You're deluded again. Well, this is what <laughs> happens with your city blinkers. You believe the PR. The the story you're given, you're all like, oh, he's such a calm but he goes absolutely if City don't win this league, right. he will go absolutely spare. You have the audacity to sit there and say to me that I believe all the PR and spin. Yes. And your exact words were, when you found out that they were bringing Solskjaer were, you went, it's just a PR mm. exercise because everybody loves Solskjaer, nobody will complain. And now you're going, I thought give him the job, bring him in, he's going to be brilliant, all that. And I totally thought he was. And do you know what I'm seeing on people that I follow on Twitter and like all my other friends are like, oh yeah, I always knew he'd be great. And he's like, oh, no, we didn't. If we're honest, I thought this was a, a move by Woodward to shut the fans up because it was the transfer window was coming and he, he'd already been said he's not going to sign another centre-back and he's not going to sign another uh, forward, which of course today showed 
really just how lacking in quality that squad actually is. When you get down to the bare bones of it, I don't know what Fred's done, but he's clearly not considered good enough. And some of the other players in there, you know, they're absolutely doing the best, but they're not good enough. And I thought, well, social come in, lift the mood, like Giggs did at the end of Moyes, come in for a short while, everyone just starts remembering 99 again, and oh, we love Ollie so much, and feelings here, it's a bit like the Fergie days, look, they're all wearing suits again. It's just a bit of a charm, P exercise, PR exercise, how ridiculously wrong and how underestimated Solskjaer's been tactically as a man manager as a as a person just absolutely fantastic well the, the PR exercise has continued I've just seen uh, I'm going to see if I can get it up here now uh, but there's just been a tweet that has gone out from the, the full-time devils who you can hear uh, uh, they do a, so, a show with us here on Thursdays, Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, or you can get that on the Manchester United football social let me just see if I can if I can find it and we can play out what he said in his press conference and can you see can you say something interesting for a moment not really no I also I, I also think if you're talking about the demeanour of the manager you compare it to Mourinho who was throwing water bottles around when we scored I'll be honest I loved that at the time but he's constantly hassling um, the fourth official he's constantly walking down Skywin he was terrible at, in um, press conferences he, he just Solskjaer's changed everything he's lifted the mood it's carried through to goodness knows what it's doing to the players because it's carried through to the fans which is you know the main thing it was like a 12th man today it was brilliant. And uh, just to continue that PR exercise, here is what uh, Ollie said. I think this was just after the game yesterday, right? <laughs> it's great being uh, in charge of this club and team, of course. Uh, of course it is. And I'm a big Stone Roses fan anyway, so <laughs> it just uh, goes around in your head sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I like the, this is the one when you walk out, maybe even better. Wow, this is the one. That is... yeah. yeah uh, well. So what he's talking about there, if you don't know, the song that currently goes around Old Trafford, Always at the Wheel, um, is based on, to the tune of Waterfall mm. by the Stone Roses, from the Stone Roses' first album, United Walk Onto the Pitch, to uh, the song This Is The One, also from the Stone Roses' first album. All the signs that you see, there's, you, you'll see one for Skulls that says Adored, and the red... He's done, that's another Stone yeah. Roses song, all from this first album, all from 1989. And anybody in Manchester that's my age will tell you that is probably their favourite album of all time. The thing is, though, it, it, the way you're talking about him, he shouldn't be saying, this is the one. He should be coming on going, I am the resurrection. He should. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he really is the resurrection of United at the minute. Because this job, when he took it on, let's face it... Um, People had criticised him because of what he did at Cardiff that was his first job in football and as a manager and his first job in the Premier League. Then he went away to Mulder and he turned them from a struggling side uh, who'd never won the league to within two seasons they won it back to back and then everyone still goes, yeah, but it's just Norway, isn't it? And then he comes in and myself included, I'm thinking, let's enjoy it, but it's a PR exercise. We're having the wool pulled over our eyes. I don't think... I don't see any argument against him. I can't. There's not one argument you can put against him. Maybe secretly he doesn't like the Stone Roses. He's, he's actually loves Aha and Morton Harkett. They're, they Norwegian. <laughs> I think so. Maybe uh, Swedish. I don't. Scandinavian. Well, it's all the same, isn't it? Is uh, <laughs> Moomins or whatever. But um, I, d I don't know. This the thing with Solskjaer about him being a genuine fan. There was something else I saw on. Uh, Twitter, and it was a retweet from something he'd done last year when Rashford scored and we we beat Liverpool 2-1 at Old Trafford. And his son uh, is a United fan, Solskjaer Jr. Yeah. And he'd got his Rashford shirt over, draped over the telly and as Rashford's on scoring. And Solskjaer was like, my son's a big Rashford fan. Now, this is before he's the manager. This is while he's still the manager of Mulder. So he gets it. He genuinely gets it. But then maybe that's why he's making that connection with the fans. Because let's be completely honest. He won the European Cup as well in the yeah, in extra time. You know, that, that helps. But as a football fan, really, what's it all about? It's about emotion and it's about feeling. And there are no more powerful emotions than losing and winning. 
They're pretty pretty powerful emotions, just opposite ends of the same spectrum. In sport, that's all there is, isn't there? That's, those are the... Yeah. Well, not against Liverpool today. <laughs> no, no, but I'm talking, you know, if, if we're talking about life, yeah. you oh, know, yeah, yeah. it's but different. Life. But in sport, winning and losing, what, it's, it but, doesn't get any more. But what happens is we put so much emotion and so much value into everything that's happening. And what we've seen, the difference, I, I think the difference with Ollie is he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve a little bit. And, and I think that's important. And we've seen today, this morning, if, if you've not seen the news, Leicester have got rid of Claude Puel. Yep. Um, and they're sitting 12th in the league. They were self last season, 7th last season. Two years ago, he was playing in the League Cup final with Southampton, who sacked him because they weren't happy with being 7th in the league, yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah. But the thing you hear time and time again about him, not about his performance on the pitch, about how he didn't give anything of himself. He didn't, he, he was he was very cold. He was mm. cold when people met. He was very quiet. wasn't able to connect. Joe say we've seen it time and again, not just with United at the end, but the other clubs he's been at before he's left. He becomes very isolated almost. Yeah, he, he blames other people. He seems angry. Away. You're right, and that's the thing. Is so if you don't have that connection with the person, it's really difficult to continue that emotional attachment with them and feel good about him. Possibly, I think the one thing in Mourinho's favour. Um, when he fell out with, it seemed like he fell out with the board first and then the players came after. It seemed like this happened in pre-season. Um, and I think it was over the fact he was not going to be given what presumably was promised, which was a new centre-half and another forward. Who who knows? It, it, it was all talked about, possibly a right winger. I think the only thing now that Solskjaer has to answer is if he goes to Woodward and says, I want to buy this player, this player and this player and we desperately need them, uh, if Woodward says, well, the Glazers are not giving you that money, can Solskjaer, how will he deal with it? How will he put up a fight? Will he go public? Will he stand up to the board? Because they will save any bit of money they can. They just, they just will. And, you know, and, and that's my, that's my, the one only question I think that he's not yet answered. Have you uh, seen that Jose's got himself a new job? Yes. Yes, you told me about this, but I didn't understand it. Yeah, so he's a talk show host for Russia Today, a digital TV channel that you can get. My dad watches it for some reason. Um, but you can get this, and he's going to be hosting a show. And I just had this image then, how you were talking about how he struggled, you know, he was promised all these signings mm. and didn't get them. I wonder if it's going to be the same when it comes to guests on his chat I show. You promised me Tom Hanks. Yeah. Who is who is this Theresa May? <laughs> but you can, you can almost just imagine him sitting, it's an hour-long show, he'll probably sit in silence for the last 20 minutes, just sulking and huffing. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, well, at least he hasn't got our job yet. If you, you want to get in touch with us today, you can do uh, 87711 on the text 03457117625, the number to call, or at MCR Footy Social. You can listen to this as a podcast. You might be doing that right now. All the previous shows are on there. And on the radio, it runs Monday, uh, Sunday to Friday between 6 and 7. All the shows are available. If you're just a United fan and you only want to hear stuff about United, look for the Manchester United Football Social. If you just want City stuff, Manchester City Football Social. If you want a bit of everything and more of me and him, it's the Manchester Football Social. <laughs> the least popular option last. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one with Jose is next. Um, so, you know, we, 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 we spoke to Natalie as it was going to extra time yep. at Wembley and Fernandino went off at the end of the 90 minutes we were in. Uh, just to bring you up to date, they brought Danilo on for Fernandinho. Right. And it's still nil-nil as far as we know. Um, well, Niall's on, Niall's on alert yeah. to come rushing in if anything happens, so it must have been a really bad game. So, yeah, I just need to warn you now, if you've got like a heart condition or anything like that, uh, just you might want to maybe turn turn down or pause or take you some medication, because at any moment, Niall could come bursting into the studio, knocking things over, screaming and shouting to let us know something's happened. At the minute, we can just see him through a window, leaning forward. He looks Looking bored. very interested. He looks bored. <laughs> Yeah, it's just reading the newspaper. All right, uh, uh, let's say if you want to get in touch with us, eight double seven double one on the text or at MCR Footy Social, and we'll be back in a moment. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. They are into the for second period of extra time at Wembley, or rather the first period has just ended. This is the Manchester Football Social. I'm Ant McGinley, ginger and Manchester City fan. That's, t that's two strikes against you. 
I'm Alex Boardman, non-ginger and a United fan. I'm uh, Niall McCorn, also not ginger, uh, but coming down with a bit of man flu. So I'm I'm staying as far away from you guys as possible. Need to keep you fit and well. I'm sure your ticker's not doing too well at the moment, and with <laughs> the game on. A little bit stressed. Here's the big football stories, headlines, things that Alex says. Earlier today, Liverpool United drew 0-0 at Old Trafford. Liverpool are back on top. Uh, a point in front of City United dropped to fifth because Arsenal won yesterday so they're in the Champions League spot currently there's just been an amazing piece of footage on the TV uh, if you're watching this at home there's like drone footage of that did they call it the spider the cam that spider around, cam right and basically Pep's in the middle of the pitch giving directions he looks like he's directing traffic but the thing is the pitch is green anybody who is any good with video editing software is going to take that and green screen <laughs> and put him in movies in other videos there it's going to be brilliant so I think we can expect to see lots of that in the next couple of days uh, so my question Niall is here we are um, we spoke to Natalie a little a bit earlier mm. um, Chelsea have held it to 105 minutes now yeah. nil nil at Wembley two weeks ago City stuffed them 6-0. What's changed? I think Chelsea, uh, the players have played for Sari a lot more. There was a few question marks whether the players were that bothered about the style of play and whether they're into the system that Sari plays. Sari ball. Sari ball. Which but today, like ball. On, on this performance, it's it's wildly different. Chelsea decided to, to sit back and soak up a little bit more Manchester City pressure and, and maybe try and break on Manchester City a little bit more rather than a couple of weeks ago at the Etihad. They tried to take City head on and you'll remember the first three or four minutes of that game, Chelsea actually looked half decent. Yeah. They looked quite aggressive and then as soon as that first goal went in, it was floodgates. They didn't change their approach. They kept trying to take Manchester City head on and they got pulled apart. Manchester City are the best at that style of play, that pressing game, looking for cutbacks, getting the wingers down the line like Sterling and Sane players like that and then cutting the ball back into the box and there'll be someone like Aguero there just to tap it in from Smile. a few yards the Tui sale oh, is no, now on with great <laughs> offers on destinations from Mallorca to Mexico reunite uh, and save up to button. £200 per couple there we go Sorry, I'm going to get in trouble. Where's for that the kill again. button? I'll be honest. You <laughs> made another mistake. I don't think we should kill you. It's a big red Actually, one that no, says let's, stop let's on it. Go with it. Let's go it with says it. says stop. It's a big red button that <laughs> says done. stop. Let's oh. kill Ant. Look at him. He's <laughs> They've already booked me in for some extra training. <laughs> You're redder than the Man United home kit at right now. Unbelievable. Uh, okay. But I mean, in this game, Chelsea, they've been, they've had, it's been a hearty performance from them, really plucky performance. Um, and they've stayed in the game. They've had chances. N'Golo Kante had a really, really good chance. Jorginho had a shot just now that was just curling towards the far post, didn't quite get it on target. They've had opportunities and, and, to win this game. And, and probably full time came at the worst time for Chelsea because that last 10 minutes of the regular 90, they were well on top and looked most likely to score. Hazard's been brilliant as well. well well, that that the very last act really of that normal time was Hazard was through and they flagged it for offside and then it looked like he was actually onside. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it it was a really difficult one. I mean, there's an argument for for each for onside and offside, but with VAR in play in this final, there's a real sort of shout for letting the play continue, letting waiting to see what happens, and then they can pull it back if well, it's offside. Well, that's what they did throughout the World Cup. Which is what it? they should do. Yeah, of course. I mean, they the the, the assistant must have been so certain that Azard was offside. You know, like what sprinters do, like what Usain Bolt does. He gets down on one knee and they do, you know, set and then they run. It was very much like that. Hazard was just in sort of turning, ready to start getting into full sprint. His feet were well behind the defender, so he was on side. But his head, and obviously you can play the ball with your head, maybe like a, a, a couple of centimetres of his head was offside. But I mean, it's like, how do you expect to stay onside in that situation? You know, you don't run from a stood upright position, do you? I mean, you can't no. lean forward naturally. But it was such a, well, such a tight call. Well, the to go to the attacker, didn't it? And that sort of change now. We were in, like, so technical yeah. with this any bit of your body. Right, I've got a question for you. You. All right. Right. All before going into today, mm. City fans, City relatives of mine were saying if United beat Liverpool today, the league's theirs and it's a guaranteed automatic the this this game today against Chelsea we're mm. going to win that that was what a lot of people didn't even because you just beat these 6-0 and obviously the mood around Old Trafford's good Liverpool go top today by one point they got a draw you could argue they should have done better but if City 
don't win here. It's currently nil-nil. The way this is looking, it's got yeah. penalties written all over it. Yeah. If City lose to Chelsea, is this a massive, massive psychological dent for City? They're uh... second in the league and they're no longer in charge of their own destiny and they've just knocked, just been knocked out of a cup. Well, well I tell you what, here's a chance. <laughs> oh, that's so close. Aguero. Oh, Chelsea oh. scrambling around in their box. At the time, yeah, oh. at the time we're recording this and doing this live, we, we're, we're pretty close to it. Anything could happen. <laughs> um, but then at the same time, you know what? Being nil-nil in a League Cup final this weekend is not a bad thing for City because yesterday we got to say big congratulations to the women's team who beat Arsenal. Mm. Nil-nil went to penalties and uh, we came through that clearly. And as well, if it does go to penalties, we've done all right on penalties this season and last season as well. So we will see. But yeah, will it be a psychological dent if we don't go with it? Well, actually, if you think about it, what we're aiming for, nobody has done before in British football. See, this is what I was trying to get you to talk about. Because right. you, no, because the thing is... You are deluded. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but the, you know, the only team that has come close was United under Ferguson with the treble, which... Which they won. Which the was, tw yeah, 20 years ago. They won right? the treble. They, they did win the treble. Right? It's unbelievable. It's never been done before. Exactly. And, and it won't it, be done again. It's not been done since. It's not been done since. There's been a couple of doubles. They nearly but did. No There's been loads of doubles. Loads of doubles. Yeah. But when, yeah. this... This is something different. This is something different. And I think I think Phil Foden summed it up as well. He's like when when he was on after the FA Cup game, you know, you've got to go for it. You want to go for it. And actually, mm. you know, that's the whole thing. And the difference is I've met a few professional sportsmen and and women and I've met a few that have retired. And the interesting thing is is sometimes there's not that much difference between them and you think like, maybe uh, that idea could have gone. It's the competitiveness. Mm. It's that Competitive Man Manchester City figures. are that good. They're that good. You have to talk about them doing the quadruple. But they have to win this game against Chelsea. But yeah, if they don't win this game against Chelsea, it's the end of February. The next the next few cup finals are in May. Premier League, FA Cup, Champions League, all in May. If they don't win this, so what? You can yeah. sack you can sack the quadruple off straight away. Yeah, but it's a massive massive game right now is the cup final. I don't see why people are talking about the quadruple. It's like they it's like they were nailed on to beat Chelsea because they battered them six one a couple of weeks ago. Football doesn't six work nil. like that. Six nil. Six nil. Sorry, you write you write people off at your peril in football. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just why would you why would you ever do that in a cup You're final? You football against doesn't against work a like team that. like Chelsea have got he world class players. He thinks that City players. are going to win the penalty shootout because the women won the penalty shootout yesterday in their final. <laughs> that's who, that's who you're talking to. Don't forget that. Well, this is all. We're not even at penalties yet. This is exactly the point. The game hasn't gone to penalties, so you can't talk about who's going to win. You've got to take it as it comes. Still eight and, minutes to go. And actually, we. that's what City have been doing really well this season. They've been taking things as they come. And what's happened in our favour is we have lost games, but those games have all come in stages where we could take the defeat and still be in contention. We've lost a couple of games, well, more games than we'd like in the Premier League. We're still in contention for that. We've lost games in the Champions League, still in contention for that, right? However, we're getting to the stages now where it's knockout, knockout, knockout. Even the Premier League, losing another game in the Premier League could be a knockout. Yeah, this so you've is got to take the, each game as it this comes. This is why the treble was so exceptional and is so difficult to do. You can't mm. afford one slip-up between now. So to talk, even if you win this, to talk about, oh, the quadruple's on, I think... I think anyone doing that is and I, th daft. I think as well that is doing a disservice to this competition and this cup because you've got to go, you know, you've got to focus on the Carabao Cup, you've got to focus on the League Cup and you go, we've won this, we've done very well, we've got whichever team wins it, you've got to go, that's a great achievement to get that. And then you move on and look at the other things. You know, they're playing against Chelsea, they're not I know they beat them six nil, but this is a cup Chelsea are the best in the new Wembley. They've won more games and more trophies in this stadium than anyone else. And yet people are going around saying that, that City yeah. are going to absolutely thrash it. And all it takes is Hazard. Just get the ball to Hazard in a good place and he's, he's magical, isn't uh, he? Also, the thing that made me a little bit nervous was we brought on Danilo and Chelsea brought on um, Higuain, uh, who's slightly more of a goal threat. Danilo's been good in that holding midfield role <laughs> to, to sort of fill in for Fernandinho so far since he's been on to the 20 minutes. He's been he's been pretty good. He's slotted in quite comfortably. So um, still still anyone's, it's, it, it's looking like it's going to 
being nil nil and pens at this stage but it's, it's still seven minutes to go and if you're listening to us live right now obviously that means that uh, we'll be gone before the game's finished because uh, we've got a, a music radio show coming up after us at seven so uh, we're, we're going to be off air and go and do other things but what we'll do on the podcast is uh, we're going to sit around and watch the end of the game so and cheer Chelsea you on. can hear three grown men <laughs> making noises while the, the potential penalties come up uh, and of course now I've managed really at this point I would be saying goodbye but because I pushed the wrong button again and got us in trouble with the boss <laughs> we've got another three minutes to talk about that's fa- right Steve Nile agrees with you then because you absolutely slated something I was saying earlier about Patrick you know the the sports brand Patrick yeah, oh, yeah. Used to, right so Kevin Keegan you're very young now have you heard of Kevin Keegan I know you must the old have done. Uh, the old headphones with the I oh, will love it if we beat them yeah, yeah well before legendary. that he played football legendary. before oh, yeah, with that the, with the big curly mullet thing he played for Liverpool he and played Hamburg. for Hamburg yeah, he uh, was yeah. European mm. football of the year United had two players, Ray Wilkins, Steve mm. Koppel, and a goalkeeper, Gary Bailey. And the best boots you could get when I was a kid were Patrick. And <laughs> McGinley would not... He would no, go, no, no way. Patrick International were the name of the boots. And those were the p- the players that wore <laughs> those boots. And that's why I wanted them so much. And you were just laughing and saying, no, but they're the, a terrible... But the, th- it, the it, thing it, is, <laughs> that it, it, for me, it was... It was, it was well, it was all about Adidas. It's even back then, Nike weren't even a thing when it came to boots. Adidas were the ones to get. And I remember like, trying to convince my mum to get me these Adidas boots. With the, and she said, why do you want those? Because I've got to have the three stripes. Got to be black, and, though. Yeah, yeah. No, but, and you know what she the got only, me? They were only available in black in those days. You know what she got me? High tech, which has oh, two oh, stripes hey. with a third stripe that goes along the top. And she went, well, it's still three stripes, isn't it? Were the like, football boots or like there, badminton no, there, shoes? There were football boots. Hey, Mizuno's another like, one. Another one of those yeah. sort of lower tier brands, not to be disrespectful. But, you, but I've owned a pair of Mizuno's and they were the most comfortable oh, boots I've ever worn in my Mizuno's life. Mizuno's were good. Ever. Were they, so comfortable. they the kangaroo leather ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mizuno's, yeah. Mizuno's were decent, as were Lotto. When, you know, when Football Italia was on, well, they, were, they were good. Thinking pa- you'd Patrick were around. awesome. Well, see, the thing is, <laughs> what, I, what you, I had to do with my high-tech boots, about? what I had to do with my high-tech boots is what you see footballers doing now. You know, sometimes, like, they may be sponsored by, like, Adidas, but they, like, wearing Nike. And so they literally sometimes, you don't see it so often, they'll black out the yeah. uh, white tick. Yeah. I had to do that with my high-tech boots when I went to school, so people didn't see that I, I just had non-generic boots rather than... Roy, Roy King used to wear high-tech boots in his first year at United. Did he? Yep. And Steve Bruce used to wear mitre boots for a season. Yeah, but then maybe that explains why Roy Keane did so much damage to so many other footballers <laughs> with his boots. Because Diodora, they were just wasn't like, it? Him and Gary Neville? Yeah, but his first season, first season, Roy Keane had high-tech boots. I've seen this series going around on YouTube where they get like uh, Rio Ferdinand going through different shirts that they wore. Yeah, it's on Sky as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good, really interesting like that. This is kind of like a really low budget version <laughs> with fat blokes, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so uh, this is the Manchester Football Social. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today. Uh, you can catch up on this show and listen to the extra bits that we're going to do in a moment uh, by going to uh, wherever you get your podcast from and just looking for Manchester Football Social. Uh, the show runs on Excess Manchester throughout the week from Sunday till Friday from 6 till 7. Uh, Jim, Steve and Statman Dave will be here tomorrow. And they'll be chatting about stuff, like <laughs> about football. Yeah, probably about the two games that happened today, I, yeah, I quite imagine. Yeah, possibly. About Chelsea lifting yeah. the League Cup, hopefully. Um, That'll so, be one of the topics. So here's Ooh. the thing. So if you've only got the radio, you're going to have to wait till then to find out what happens in the game because we've lost it. Uh, so that, that's it from me. And I've got, like... 45 seconds to say something before I can go to the um, the next show. Do you know what we should really still talk about? One last, we should finish it. That was a really good performance by United today. Oh, Under really, really difficult you're circumstances. You're talking about me being deluded. You're talking about denting oh my God. the ambitions of Liverpool. Liverpool would have won but that game today. But you didn't dent their ambitions. If yes, you'd beaten them, that would have dented their ambitions. They are a point clear. Today, before the game, they were behind on gold. Liverpool Now played. they are a point clear. Liverpool went into that game knowing they could be three points clear and they were playing against a United team made up. Half the team were reserves and Rashford was injured. We played with 10 men for about 60 this minutes. This is why you have to work as a comedian, because you can't get a proper job, <laughs> because you don't have any intelligence. So 100% Liverpool, all Liverpool fans, imagine what it's like in the next game. They will be going to Anfield, they will be nervous. It's squeaky bum time on Merseyside, and we did that today. That's it from us. Thanks now. Thanks, Alex. See you on the podcast. 
Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Uh, so, thank you for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. And what's happened now is very <laughs> cruelly, they've put me on one side of the studio where I could see <laughs> where people phone in and I could see the traffic cameras and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing I can't see is the screen. And they're watching the game. Here. Come on, get round here. No, I can't, I can't, I can't move this microphone. Put that around. one on. Hang on, all right. I'll okay. tell you what. Yeah, we look at this. We've got facilities. There, there we go. go. He's, ra- he's dashing round now. So excited. And, I'm, and I'm in the middle. The game, the game is still going on oh, you've at the moment. Got, I, I, um, but we are heading for pens. And to be perfectly honest, it's such a mixed bag of what's going to happen. Uh, There's been so much drama, though, in the last sort of 30 seconds. So tell me about this, because I, I just saw some stuff come up on Twitter. What's happened with the goalkeepers? Well, it's definitely going to pens. The Chelsea keeper, Aretha Balaga, w- went to sort of stop a bit of a goalmouth scramble from City. Um, did that thing where he hangs... You know when keepers hang on to the crossbar to sort of just to oh, check yeah, the ball's yeah, yeah. He, he, he hung on to the crossbar and then he let go. And as soon as he let go, he hit the deck and was on his backside and called the physio over immediately. So the physio came on. Maurizio Sarri thought, right, I can't risk an injured keeper. This is going to pens. Right, okay. Called Caballero down, the, the obviously the reserve keeper for and Chelsea. And obviously did so many great things for us in cup finals and saving penalties. Absolutely. This competition has been good to him. And Kepa waved his finger, wagged his finger at Sarri and said, I'm not coming off. I've never seen that before. It, it looks like he's coming on now because he, Caballero's got his gloves on and he looks like yeah. Kepa's going off. But, but what's happened is Sari stormed off because Kepa disobeyed his orders. Uh, the only time I've ever seen that, remember when Di Canio sat in the middle of the pitch oh, and yeah, wanted yeah, Harry Redknapp yeah, to take yeah, him off? Yeah, yeah. That's the only time I've ever seen that. But, you know, Sari is has been absolutely fuming about it and now it looks like Caballero is going to come on. So Kepa is disobeying Sari's orders. The manager's fuming and see the footage of his yeah, face. Yeah. Caballero looks really fired up here. Um, David Luiz is telling the cameraman to get out of his face because they're doing tactics for the penalties, which obviously <laughs> might be used as an advantage. You know, we've got these people, analytics and stuff like that these days. But it's exciting. It's cut final stuff. It's oh, brilliant. The thing is, I, I do love the tension. I love a, I love a penalty <laughs> shootout. I just don't like it when it's my team. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, well, I'm like, totally I, I, enjoying I, I, this. I've been nervous and I'm impartial here. I've not I've been got nervous, nervous at all. I'm Have loving it. I'm loving the fact McGinley's like gone to pieces. <laughs> That's fantastic, and also the fact that this famous quadruple could go up in smoke against the side you beat six. But, then, two but then weeks this, ago. This, this is what it all comes down to, doesn't it? It's it's the, these little details, and like a whole season can be defined. By a penalty kick or yeah. by a save. Or by or... an injured goalkeeper finger and a substitution and and So so did the substitution actually happen or is he allowed to substitute him? Well Because the Caribou Cup has got different rules, yeah, hasn't it? So in extra time you're allowed to make a fourth sub. If you've made three, you might be on you might have only made two during the game and then make a double sub in extra time and that'd be allowed. You can use four subs. Now Manchester City have used <clears> their four subs. Chelsea only used three in the ninety, so they didn't bring on a sub and they could have used a sub, Caballero coming on. And it looks like Caballero is coming on because he's in this team talk at the moment with no, Chelsea. Interestingly, it looks like it wasn't so much Sarri that was giving the team talk there, but it looked like Hazard was saying a little bit and somebody else who couldn't quite see. Now, the interesting thing to bear in mind is anybody that's uh, seen Chelsea over the years win trophies and that kind of thing, John Terry is there reporting <laughs> on the game and he's probably right now changing into his Chelsea kit yeah, right? just so he can come up and like lift the trophy if they go on to win it. Well, he's not got a good penalty record in a final so don't let him don't let him take one. Have you ever thought about that game in the Champions League that final where he slipped? Mm. He's actually done really well to even hit the post. To slip yeah, up yeah, like yeah, that it's in all fairness so to him badly, he slipped so it? badly. I mean, at least Gerard slipped as well, which kind of took the, uh, yeah. the, the the biggest slip in football history has now gone to Gerard rather than John Terry. So but. Um, we've beaten Leicester City in the last two seasons on penalties, Wolves on penalties last season, all in this competition. So we have a good record with penalties when it comes anything. to this. No, it doesn't because it's... It doesn't I'm just, mean anything. I'm, 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 I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to make myself feel better. You don't have Caballero this time. He's on the other side, mate. That's going to be difficult. But Edison's done all right. Edison's, well, so, not so far this season, but uh, he, he saved a couple last season. Maurizio Sarri. This could be make or break for him. I said before that February's going to be huge for Sarri. With the two European games against Malmo, they played Manchester United in the Cup, Manchester City in the league, Spurs in the league is, is midweek coming up, and they've got City in the final. 
So, I mean, it's a massive month for him. I think it was going to be hard for him no matter what, the regardless thing, of the, the scores. The, it, it brings this question, I mean, we've, we've talked about this a few times th- this season already, is we've seen it with... Uh, Arnautovic, I think it was at West Ham, where uh, he, he went to take the penalty yeah, and his argument with it. Yeah. Of course, we had it at City uh, with uh, Mares taking the penalty off Jesus, and I uh, still that was think Liverpool. Yeah, wasn't I it? still think we're not sure whether or not that was given the green light by um, by Guardiola or not. But this is something that's happened. We've seen it over the years, and it just it makes you question like how much control the manager actually has of what's happening. Because if if I'm playing FIFA and I say right, I want I want Myers to take the penalty. Myers will take the penalty. I'll miss it because it's Myers taking the penalty, but it will do it. The computer won't turn around to me. The the PlayStation that I'm on won't turn around to me. And go, nope, you're not having that. I'm gonna put gonna put somebody else in to take it. Zinchenko, whatever. Well, in, I know in the old days, like ten, even ten years ago, if uh, you disobeyed the manager, you would be dropped. The week after nowadays, it feels like you can pretty much do what you want if you're the big star. I think player power's always been there, probably more in the 80s and 90s than now. Just because we got social media and stuff like that, I think it's much easier to see player on, power on, in action. It looks like Kepo is actually... Him and Edison are walking towards the goal because we're, we're doing our own commentary on this. Yeah, no Chelsea, we don't know. Chelsea we that, no that lacking in confidence, they're going to put two keepers in to save the fence. <laughs> Take it in turns, boys. You know. Wow. Well, the, okay. the rule used to be that if you'd not made that last substitution, if it was an outfield player to take a penalty. You couldn't. You couldn't just have someone take a penalty you'd not played. No. You always had to go on for the last minute or two of the game. So. Chelsea are taking the first one. Chelsea Who's taking, taking it? first? Not Ge- sure. Is that Jorginho? It looks like Jorginho. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. Look at all those fans behind the goal. It's so nerve-wracking. Oh, oh wow. wow. Good save. Terrible that, that is the worst penalty I've ever seen. It's a funny little terrible skippy penalty. dance. In fact, that, terrible just to penalty. give you an idea, how bad that penalty was, right? I could have saved Edison it. Edison seems pissed off that he saved it. It's nowhere <laughs> near the corner. Honestly. Yeah, he's just done nothing, has he? He's done a little skip trying to trick the keeper, the and the keeper and doesn't move. And it's in front move. of the Chelsea fans. He looks like he wants to cry. Bless Not him, surprised. Georgino. But that was um, awful. Manchester City, obviously, De Bruyne's gone off. Uh, uh, Sterling's gone. Uh, Sterling's still on. I'm not sure, but they've a few. Players honest, nobody knows players. who's on and off the pitch. And and uh. anyway, Kepper. All the talk's been about him and Caballero. It is Kepper in goal, and Gundogan's going to take for City. And oh, score. beautiful! Good pen. Right. Sends him the wrong way into the okay. corner. See the thing is, I'm feeling I'm feeling all right now, but that's only one penalty down. So it's one nil to City on pens. Oh. Alex Boardman's on his phone on WhatsApp. I've got. Do you know why? Because just in case um, that laptop's got no battery, in case that battery, because it keeps coming up saying three percent, in case that battery wears out and you don't would, get to see the last would, of it, that, that would, would kill me. It that would be would hilarious. Completely kill me. But I've gone. Uh, I've got a backup like right, okay. feed. Okay. Twitter feed. Uh, so you're the professional. You commentate on the penalty now. Gone. I can't. I can't for rights reasons, but if Aspilicueta, oh, powerful runner. Oh, oh my right. gosh. Beauty. Talk about postage stamp. That is a beauty. That is in the upper 90. The run The run up was very, very. He, he looks sight up and angry as well. He looks like a little chippy cross he's going to do, but what a finish. Lovely bend on it. There's any well. more postage stamp than that. That it's, is um, top bins as it gets. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen Soccer AM? It is exactly well, like. Yeah, it's just the top bin. ridiculous. You know what? I think that's so top bins, it might have caught the top edge of it. It might not have even yeah, actually yeah, gone in. Really but um, no, so so 1-1, but Manchester City obviously have only taken one pen. And it's uh, perhaps Manchester City's greatest ever footballer, Sergio Aguero. It's not, we're not doing ABBA here, are we? It's just like taking it turns. Wobbling on the line. Oh, no! Oh, oh, oh that was it. My God. Wow, what a Aguero's got away with that one and he what knows it. What a moment, it. though. Look, oh, that was, with wow. all the talk about Kepa... And the fact that maybe Caballero should have replaced him. He should save this. He really it's should. It's such a poor pen from Aguero and it's squirmed under. Uh-huh. Oh, he's missed it. It's he's, his bad a penalty. He can't believe it. You know what it looks like? It looks like he's fallen in water, not in air. Because he's, he's just fallen really slowly. If he's, yeah, he's, if he's dropped, he would have got that. He's just to jump on top of to it. dive, does he? He could literally have stepped one step to his left and just booted it away. <laughs> well, it you, are so you doing slow. the time warp? 75 so million quid. I mean, to be honest, million. he was dancing on the line. It's Emerson now for Chelsea. They're 2-1 behind. Okay, and they and that, should Ed, be Edison is doing exactly what Kepa was doing. Oh, oh, that's a good pen again. He's a good penalty, side netting, yeah. side netting, strong penalty. But you know, Kepa, right. 75 million quid or 71 million or whatever, that's a lot of money oh, for yeah. a keeper. Well, it's going to cost uh, it's a lot of money for a house or, like this. for a boat. It's a lot of money full stop. 
2-2. Sane next up. Oh, that's, uh, that's got to be the most nerve-wracking walk in football. I don't care what cup final it is, but the walk from the halfway line to the penalty spot in front of the away fans behind the goal. The nerves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't care how you could have played I, a thousand no, games; you'd I, still I, be nervous. No, doing I, that. I tell, I tell you what, for, for me, was the most daunting walk I've ever done. I got to play um, at the 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 stadium. All right, let's just tell that story in a minute. Oh, oh he saved, no! it. He saved it! He saved it! Keppers no. made amends for the, uh, for the dodgy <laughs> dodgy Aguero penalty. I'm not telling that story. There's now. pens flying everywhere in the studio. <laughs> Boardman's cackling over there. Come on, Chelsea! Come on, let's Good get save. this quadruple in the board. He scored an absolute screamer against uh, Schalke yeah, in the Champions League. He was a little further Same out. Same left foot. Yeah. A little further out. Much further out. 12 yards. Kepper, well done. So, oh. yeah, I remember years ago, uh, I, I don't know if it was a League Cup, I think it was a League Cup final as well and that was the first one. Was it Ben Foster where they had the little iPod where he had the video yeah, yeah. It before he saved the penalties? <laughs> so, with all the technology that they've got now, what do you think they're giving the keepers before this? Do you think they're giving like a virtual reality contact lens so you can see every every angle that the other players have gone oh, and, then, no. and then the team are going like, literally, we've watched him, we know what he's like, he's going to send it this way. It's David Luiz for Chelsea. He tends to run up at about a thousand miles an hour and belt his penalties. Uh. Here he is again. Oh, he's in the post. He I don't struck the post. It. Oh my god! He's done exactly what I said. Legged it and <laughs> smashed it, and he's in the post. But you see that again. Edison went the same way. I don't think Edison's Edison's been the right every time. All so, the, yeah, all their penalties yeah. have gone to that side. So, so is is that because the city? Backroom, I've got, uh, I've got really good information and making sure that he knows that every time he like this is where he's going to go, and like it's not just like that's where he tends to go. We know we've looked at what he's done. This is pattern. He's going to kick it there. Because wow. I think footballers are more predictable. It's dramatic though. It's what we love. So David Luiz smashes the post. Oh, this could now change it's everything. Bernardo, my favourite City player. Yes, straight, oh, down, straight the down the middle. Amazing, amazing. Straight down the middle. So that means now Chelsea have to score this next one. Chelsea have to score or City win. <sighs> Two a quadruple. Left. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> That's what makes me laugh so much. Wow. That's a big smile. I've got uh, Bernardo's got a bigger smile on his face my than favorite, I have. My favourite City player, I think. Beautiful Bernardo's player. Beautiful. And that was a great ball in that first half that he played into Aguero. Aguero had a great chance. Eden Hazard yeah. with the, the technique. Where now, he bear in mind, Edison with some mind games in, in May, Hazard scored a penalty at Wembley to win a cup. He's got this technique, Hazard, where he'll run up and slowly and he'll pull his foot back and he waits for the keeper to make mm. a move. He doesn't know. He's, it's not like, you know when they say, make oh, your mind up first. that's not much of a run up either, make is Make your it? mind up first. Hazard never does. Oh, oh what a penalty. Wow, he's Edison, the king of mugging players <laughs> off, has just been mugged off. Edison dropped to his knees. Had he had he stayed up a, like half a second longer, it would have said he just missed it with his hands as well. Hazard's oh. done his bit. David Luiz's penalty wasn't bad. Jorginho's was bad. Who takes the last one this for is, City? This is the last think? penalty before it goes to sudden death. It's gotta be Zinchenko or someone like that, alright? Or Raheem. Sterling. Raheem. Sterling right. scores this. City win it, don't they? That's where we're up to. It's a big week. Yeah. He, he got us out of the mess in Schalke. Raheem Sterling to win the Carabao Cup. The battery's Cup on 1% for Manchester City. <laughs> the battery goes off, I'll die laughing. Here he is. He's <laughs> oh, oh, got off! It's oh, actually oh, gone. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Oh my Let God. Let me get it. I'll have the to drama. get it on it. Oh, oh my God, God the drama. <laughs> Why did you not bring your charger with you? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my oh, goodness. This, is there life? Is there life? <laughs> see, by the time we come back on, we're just going to see celebrations it, we're not going to know. No. Don't. Oh. I think I know what's happened. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I think I can guess as well. What do you, do you, want, just, me, do you want me to show just you? Tell me. Just tell me. Uh, City yes, of one. Yes! City of one. City of one. Quadruple, baby. Quadruple. There it's they are on. bouncing around. Raheem Sterling scored the pen. Uh, wow. Oh, my goodness. You yeah, know what? I, one of the four. So, I, I'm going to take something back now. So, on, on, on I was on this week's Manchester City Football Social, and I said then... I said, you know what? I don't want it to be another six nil. You know, I don't. I don't. I want to see a bit of a game. I want to see something. I'd rather it goes. But I take that back now because that was too stressful. Anyway, we're done. I'm out. We are done. Uh, yeah, unlucky, unlucky, uh, uh, Kepper. Yeah. You won't be playing in the next game. Maybe um, you will because Sarri probably won't be picking that team. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the show. Thanks for sticking around for our ridiculous commentary. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're from a major TV network and you want to get us in, you probably can't afford us. So. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.